5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Five seconds to go. Here's Dunn with the ball. Dunn is going to step back, shoot a three, and oh my God. the buzzer. Wow. Damian Dunn just hit it at the buzzer. A 23-footer off the right wing. A three-point basket. And the young man from Kinston was terrific. Temple over ECU, 78 to 75. I don't know what was worse, the heartbreak of that, or having to listen to everybody from Kinston claim that Damian Dunn was going to go to ECU. I, I don't know what is worse. I did see a lot of those Damian, tweets on Twitter. Very annoying. Damian Dunn, who, he, he hasn't been in Kinston in four years. Yeah, didn't he move? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just... He probably doesn't chance. even claim Kinston. Well... Oh, no. Well, Kinston claims him. You might be right about that. Yeah. But Kinston certainly claims him. Trust me. Uh, welcome, in, everybody. Great to have you along. I'm Patrick Johnson. It is the Patrick Johnson Show, a full week of fun and frivolity on uh, on this uh, second full week of January. National Championship game tonight. We'll delve into some of that there. Uh, and a uh, case of the rich getting richer in some, some respects. And it doesn't involve a team with... Uh, any of these, uh, or uh, this uh, team from this championship game tonight is what I'm getting at. Uh, we'll uh, talk uh, more about the ECU loss. That was a tough one. Pirates played really, really well. Not perfect, but really, really well. And when Tremont Robinson White, do you have that play queued up on the dunk? Well, let, let's let's take it from the first play that he knocked down, Ben, uh, which I think was the three-point hit. Newton with a basketball. He'll take it to the left side. Tristan gives it in the corner. Three ball is up and good out of the corner by Tremont Robinson White. A huge basket by Tremont. His 12th three of the year. And the Pirates have cut it to one. 68-67 and 3.35 to go. I mean, kept playing hard. Uh, audio courtesy of the Pirate Sports ne- uh, Network from Learfield. And then uh, when he did, when he got the steal and, and the jam, the slam dunk. I thought, all right, Pirates are going to win this thing. Here we go. Up top of the ball is Jordan. Jordan to Williams, back to Lance Nolan. Tremont Robinson White the steal. All the way to the basket for the two-hand jam. My wow. goodness. What a play. What a play by Tremont. The steal and the two-hand jam. And the Pirates lead 72-71. Yeah, at that point, Ben, I thought we had a shot. Thought we had a shot. Yeah, it was looking very uh, hopeful. I was I was excited. I was hopping off my couch. <laughs> my uh, my wife, uh, we, we we stepped out a little bit for a little bit that evening, and my wife uh, was like, "Hey, let's go." And I was uh, like, "No, I need to watch the end of this." I uh, really enjoyed watching uh, Cincinnati and Memphis yesterday. The next two pirate opponents. Uh, I know we have some tickets allocated to some other spots, Ben, but we need to check the ticket uh, status for giveaways. Um, I'll check with uh, the higher-ups on that. Uh, Joe Dooley Radio Show tonight. Uh, 
will be done like last week. It'll be done remotely. My guess is from the uh, Williams Arena Minji's Coliseum. They're not going to be at uh, Logan's Roadhouse tonight. So that'll follow us here at the top of the hour. Uh, we'll get into some of uh, Joe's comments a little bit later on. Uh, I know that's a lot of Joe in the for an hour and a half, but uh, because we got to get to Zoki here in a little bit, uh, we'll, we'll do that because today is uh, today is the day uh, a lot of NFL teams uh, cut guys loose. Oh, by the way, speaking of breaking, there always is some breaking news in the afternoon, isn't there, Ben? Always a little Always. something that comes up in the afternoon. This is a huge piece of news, and I, you know, we we got it and we reported it, and a lot, there's been a lot of reaction to it. I'll tell you who's been really quiet. All of the uh, numbskulls who wanted uh, to try to slap together a, a bowl game at the last second. Oh yeah, those those very smart, well educated people, or those or those are those people who just like to stir the pot. One, for relevancy, but but two, because they're just real divisive, hateful people anyway. Well, during a this ver- is, I'm sorry, th- this is just well, yeah, this is just not media people. I mean, this is pirate fans, but I'm also talking about alleged media people. Yeah, well, you know, you think during that- a very negative time, uh, they would want to spread some positivity, but no, they feed off negativity and they feed off their, their listeners or, or their, their uh, tens of listeners' uh, negativity. They want, them, they want to get them fired up and really well, mad. The, the issue is that, you know, people were all up in John Gilbert's grill about why aren't you scheduling something? Why aren't you being proactive? Again, not understanding the situation. Not understanding the COVID situation was about to pop in the football program. Not understanding that it, you know, there was a big financial hit that was about to be taken. But all that was alleviated today. At least according to John Gilbert in his uh, update from the helm, the American Athletic Conference informed me last week the conference would be covering our expenses leading up to the bowl game. We deeply appreciate the conference taking action to assist the league's affected schools. So I read that obviously as SMU and Memphis also getting some help, which they probably needed. And I think that's fantastic, don't you? Absolutely. I mean, everyone was criticizing him about, why isn't he doing anything? Why isn't he being proactive? Well, there you go. There's money in our pockets, and uh, we didn't have to take the risk. The thing, well, exactly. Because, again, the COVIDs were popping left and right in the uh, Pirate football program. Yeah. And uh, at that point, you were going to, why run the risk to go across the country or or slap together something in Raleigh, which was not going to happen? It just wasn't going to happen. And Raleigh was already proclaiming they had a bowl win. They had a tenth win. I mean, they already got a trophy. Yeah. We're not playing no barbecue bowl or whatever cute name you want to come up with. (laughs) What a joke. Oh, that barbecue bowl. He's a nice guy. Nice guy. But hey, before we get into the NFL stuff, uh, I do want to say this. I am uh, I am a little disappointed that our guy, Rene Angolia, didn't make the College Football Hall of Fame. Look, for his nickname very... alone, I mean, that deserves to be <laughs> Hall of Fame worthy. My favorite nickname of all time. The Rochester Rockets. There we go. He I was should, waiting should, for it. I just wanted to hear just, you do it. Just for that, he should be let in. You're right. Uh, okay. Uh, well, Matt Rule uh, still on as the Panthers coach. Uh, this is what he had to say about it uh, yesterday, about all the speculation, as Chuck Amato would say, 
about what was going on with, uh, but it seemed pretty clear that the indications were that Tepper was going to retain him. Wasn't that reported on Saturday, basically, Friday or Saturday? Yeah, that was reported by multiple uh, credible sources that he was sticking around for another year. Well, no, media must have been paying attention because they were hounding him after the game yesterday. Matt Rule. I'm never going to speak for anyone else but myself. Every conversation I've had has been about the future um, and what's there. Whether I'm, you know, I'm gonna, I, what I told them was I'm going to coach until someone tells me I'm not the coach. <laughs> hey, that was pretty dead on. I like it. I, I well, I look, I. Gold stole the bread bit from me. I, I stole the Porky the Pig bit from Gold. I mean, fair enough. Fair we're, trade. We're all borrowing bits from one another in this business. There's no originality. So um, the Panthers are sticking with rule. Uh, I'll, I'll ask you, Ben Byron, fair or foul? It, things haven't been seen to be trending in the right direction, but I do at least want to give the guy a third year just to kind of get his stuff in place, turn some things around. Usually you start to see NFL head coaches turn things around in year three. I think it's only fair, and if it doesn't work out, that's the last year of Sam Darnold. That's the last year of a lot of Matt Rule's guys on the Panthers, and it's the last year of Matt Rule, and you don't have to deal with it anymore. You move on. You will uh, be able to tell early what's going on, in, in, and I think you'll really be able to tell in the offseason because a lot of the talk today, and we'll get to with Jim Zoki on this in a little bit, was – we have got to get able bodies along the offensive line, and they even mentioned the defensive line. Absolutely, and and so I, I but I think the offensive line. I, I think there's parts on the defensive side, particularly on the defensive line. Maybe you need that one dominant guy up front, but I, I think defensively you can you can play with what you got. I, I look at it you this know. way: there's a guy at every position on the defense. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. Just a matter of staying healthy, and then you know, if you it's a matter of filling out the rest, COVID. really, right? If we're getting out of COVID protocols, I mean, look, you could never have enough defensive linemen. Don't get me wrong, absolutely. But I mean, I th I think they have some dudes. I think they have some guys. If if a lot of those guys are back, uh, to me, I, I think you got. How do we invest in the offensive line at this point? Yeah. And I and I don't it, look. If you're going into next year thinking Matt Rule is not your guy, but you're going to give him a third year because of the reasons that Ben and many others have stated, then don't you can't do it via the draft. You're going to have to do it by free agency. You're probably going to have to do it by some trades. That's a good point. I don't know, if there's I, I don't know what assets yeah. you I don't know what assets you really have to trade other than McCaffrey, but uh, you know, I you got to do you got to make some trades on in this situation in my mind. I, I look, uh, or you got to do it via free agency. I, I look at the free agency class coming up, and there's some names on the offensive line that are coming. Up. Guys like Brandon Scherf, who was an All Pro guard at Washington, or you got uh, Armstead from the Saints, who's a really good left uh, right tackle or left tackle, I believe. I mean, those are guys you want to invest in. But it's a matter of is there any money left? I believe there's only like twenty million dollars in cap space next year because you made all these dumb deals and. I just don't know if you're going to be able to pull those moves off. So, it, you got to get one of those generational tackle talents, like a Rashawn Slater this past year, or a Penny Sewell, to kind of make an impact right away to really help you and kind of keep your job alive. And I'm not sure if he's, I don't, if he's very draft smart uh, to where he can pull that off because Slater was the clear cut pick, or Sewell was the clear cut pick this past year, and instead you get the third best corner in the draft. Um. Dave Gettleman, 
announcing his retirement as the GM of the Giants today basically shown the door, right? Yeah, I, I think that was a deal where it's like, hey, you either leave or you're getting fired. Right. Uh, and then uh, let me see here, a couple of other uh, coaching changes. There, there hasn't been as many as I maybe some people thought. I mean, Joe Judge, speaking of New York, still around. I mean, I, you don't wait and make that call tonight or tomorrow, do you? No, I, I think it goes back to the deal. I think they want to give him a third year. I think his first year there was a lot of upside, a lot of good things. This past year, not so much, but they've had a lot of injuries, so maybe they're going to wait it out and see what happens. Uh, I'll say this. He was dealt a bad hand with uh, Gettleman's kind of moves he's made in recent drafts and well, for agencies. Here, here's what I'm going to say about that. That's a coach that probably would be better with a reset at GM. Absolutely. I think fitter I think fitterer as GM would be better off with a reset at head coach. Absolutely. Kind of two different issues there. Yeah. It's the uh, exact opposite going on right. there. Uh not to nobody's surprise the Bears made a move today. Yeah, I'm surprised well, they didn't do it earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Vikings got rid of their GM and uh, Mike Zimmer. That was fair. And, I like uh, it. Well, a couple of years without a playoff, and they've got a real bad quarterback situation in Minnesota now. The one that surprised everybody today is Brian Flores out as the Dolphins coach. He had the seventh best winning percentage in the last couple of seasons. Now, I know it's a very small sample size, but, I mean, you put Miami's win percentage the last couple of years up there with perennial playoff teams. Yeah, I mean, I remember his first year coming in, he had a Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback, get quarterback, and they were gunning for a playoff spot. Kind of similar deal last year. He had Tua, who was not very good uh, in his rookie year. And once again, he's got him on the cusp of a playoff spot. I believe they had nine wins. And then this year, you went, you started off one and seven. You rallied back, won eight games in a row. Once again, you had your team on the cusp of a playoff spot. I think that's a product of – your GM has to make better moves. I think back to the Kyle Van Noy move at middle linebacker. You paid him $60 million, and his first year, you didn't even let him finish out. You you cut him, and you got to inherit all that cap space, that dead cap. So I think that's another deal where it was a bad GM, and the coach was making the most of a really bad situation. He deserves to be a head coach somewhere. So that looks like the only changes. Uh, obviously, we'll see what ends up happening. Denver made their move yesterday, last night. Uh, we'll see what ends up happening in Jacksonville and Las Vegas. Of course, Vegas making the uh, playoffs in dramatic fashion last night. If he'd missed the kick, we there'd be no uh, been the end of Big Ben. I was the end of the obnoxious Steelers. I was kind of pulling for a tie there. I did not want the Steelers in the playoffs. I, I couldn't take another year of it, but unfortunately, they had to give Big Ben a swan song there. They're going to Kansas City, right? Absolutely, yep. Roadkill. <laughs> All right, uh, to quote Steve Logan, roadkill. Um, uh, we got a poll up. It's pinned to the top of our Twitter page, at 943thegame on Twitter. Uh, it's one of our great who you got polls for the college football playoff tonight. Who's the who's going to win the natty? Uh, vote in that now. Georgia, Alabama. Georgia right now at 52.5%. Who you got? I, 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 I've been back and forth on this all day, but I, I just, as we get closer to game time, you got to say Bama, right? I think with the experience, I think they got the better head coach, the better quarterback. I, I, I would, if I was a betting man, it definitely would be Bama. I, I'm kind of a little shocked that Georgia's the favorites coming into this game. I mean, Georgia's got probably a better defense, but yeah, probably. Yeah, I would say so. 
And another thing we forgot to mention here, uh, fourth time to the AAC honor roll this season for uh, Tristan Newton. So congratulations to him. Of course, that has uh, got to do with him coming off of his career high, 32 in the overtime win against uh, Tulane. Only managed eight on Saturday, so his double-figure double scoring game streak of 16 has, uh, dating back to last year, has come to a uh, halt. So uh, there we go. All right, a break. We'll come back. What will the Panthers do? What can they do? What will they do? What should they do? The one and only Jim Zoki. on the other side. We'll also get a couple of uh, insights into what exactly Mick Mixon uh, was like on his final broadcast. Had a great picture up of Mick. I think Lee Pace from the Tar Heel Network posted it. And... Uh, it looked interesting. Mick, Mick looked like Groucho Marx, according to Zoki, in that picture with Woody Durham. All right, we'll be back. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of Pirate Basketball, 94.3 The Game. Fire threatens everything in its path. When it threatens our nation and our communities, we respond. We bring the fight to the front line. The Army National Guard stands ready to face the dangers of Mother Nature and protect our homes and our neighbors. We will always be there when your community needs us the most. Discover more about all the ways you can serve part-time in your community by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the North Carolina Army National Guard. Aired by the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters and this station. Are you ready for a new career? An amazing company chose Greenville to be the home of their nationwide contact center. Victra is the largest independent retailer for one of the nation's largest cellular providers. And Victra's Greenville contact center is growing rapidly. Victra is now hiring multiple positions for consumer sales, business to business sales, retail store support, customer care, and operations support. Benefits include incredible commission potential, paid face-to-face -face training, medical, dental, vision, paid time off, a 50% discount on your wireless bill, access to wages prior to payday, and 401k matching. Victra is now hiring both full and part-time positions, and top performers earn $25 to $28 an hour. All of their sales and service opportunities are inbound only. No outbound cold calls, no telemarketing. You will earn top dollar for every sale you make while working in a fun environment with a team of motivated professionals. Visit pit-jobs.com to apply now. For years, Callie Ann Phelps has been singing about Phelps Chevrolet. Phelps Chevrolet is the one for you. Low, low prices, service too. See the big dealer right away. Carolina's finest, Phelps Chevrolet. And you'll agree with what Skyler Phelps has to say. Nobody beats Phelps Chevrolet's prices. Nobody. The name you can depend on. Phelps Chevrolet. Get you one. Attention business owners and management, Roebuck Staffing of Greenville and Newbern is here for you. Will Roebuck and his staff are committed to fulfilling your staffing needs. Whether you're a contractor, a manufacturing company, or if you just need janitorial or clerical work for your business. Roebuck Staffing also does temporary to permanent and direct hiring. Roebuck Staffing is your trusted partner for all of your staffing needs and employment opportunities. Call Roebuck Staffing at 252-364-8700 or find them online at roebuckstaffing.com. 
You heard the saying, there are two things every American does, die and pay taxes. Well, there's a third, watch television. Listen, we all watch TV, but it doesn't need to be cable. With a new dish about the size of a pizza dish installed on your home, you have TV of the future. Did you know with this new home service, you can watch TV at home on any computer or tablet that has the internet, even on your phone. Watch TV anywhere in the country, all with this new Dish TV service. You can go on vacation and take your TV service with you, even let your kids watch it at college, all for one low price, locked in for two years, and guaranteed to be cheaper than your cable bill. Call right now. Every Monday during the football season, join me, Jim Zoki, as I talk Carolina Panthers football and the latest from the NFL with Patrick Johnson right here on 94.3 The Game, Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. More of the Patrick Johnson Show right now. Final uh, version of the uh, Panthers radio network and their uh, Panther talk show tonight. So technically, is it tonight mixed final broadcast? Technically, one would think it is. It is. It's the last here, one. Here to answer that question and more, as you just heard, the one and only Jim Zoki joining us here on a Monday. Zoke, how's it going? Good. Let me answer that again. Yes, it's the last. <laughs> it's the last one. I've done podcasts. I've done TV goodbyes to him. I've done. Uh, newspaper and panthers.com articles have been quizzed even mick and i are sick of hearing about mick leaving at this point you just, just go how can we miss you if you don't leave but uh, we'd love to have it right in. and it's been a great fall we did a post game and uh, in-game uh, tributes to him yesterday so uh excited that he's getting to, to choose his landing spot and retirement this is it this is tonight if you're listening will be the the final live mick mixon radio uh, that you'll hear with the panthers Seven o'clock on ninety four three. The game we had Mick on uh, Talk of the Town Friday, and it might have been Mick's best performance ever. Really, he was great. <laughs> he was so funny. He was so funny. He was really good. The gloves are off. He's got nothing to lose at this point. Right. <laughs> he's untouch- he's <laughs> untouchable. He can say whatever he wants. Look, there's no way. There's no doubt. Mick is going out uh, with uh, a hero's goodbye, right? That's undoubtedly the he case. He might say. He might do the Johnny Fever and say "booger" on the radio tonight. Anything could happen. <laughs> That's a dated reference, but but I found it amusing. Uh, the great but Jim for those Zoki. Who remember WKRP in Cincinnati from yeah. thirty-five years. <laughs> How long the ago? The so- the soon to be, the soon to be Hall of Famer. For WBT, Jim Zoki joining us uh, here on uh, the Patrick Johnson Show. All right. Um, well, just any, any other little Mick uh, nuggets from yesterday? You see, I, I, I flipped on the uh, broadcast, the stream, to hear the end of it. Uh, you know, once it was sort of uh, fait accompli. I wasn't. I wasn't hanging on every snap yesterday. I was watching a few other things, but uh, kind of watched the fourth quarter and and wish I had not now. But. Uh, uh, listen to the last couple of minutes to hear some kind things you said and others said about Mick, and uh, he just kind of wrapped it up. I didn't stick around for the post game, so did he? Did he have a flowery goodbye uh, at any point tomorrow? How did he take the day yesterday? 
First of all, I like your branding of McNuggets. I mean, that's that's a missed opportunity that we could have been using all this time for Mick little quips as McNuggets. Um, yeah. But he uh, he did have you know we we did our final thoughts segment as part of the post game and in game a little bit with some of that. But uh, yeah, he's just thankful to everybody and all the tributes and all kidding aside, uh, it's well received and, and we're more than happy to. He, he deserves every word and more. Uh, he for those who don't have not encountered Mick, he's the genuine thing. He's a he's a super nice guy. Uh, beyond being a great broadcaster, just a, an outstanding human being. A lot of which is done in private, uh, not public eye kind of stuff, which makes it all the more special. You know, some of the things he's done through the years. So, just a great friend and, and a great colleague and a great guy. And definitely will be going up to visit him in Burlington with my wife Sandra and his wife Don. They're good friends. So, look forward to seeing the the back sixty or whatever he's got up there in Burlington with the acreage. But uh, yeah, just that kind of stuff. Just him. Being thankful, talking about some moments and things like that. It was nice afterwards. We, um, we didn't fly back until this morning, so we had Kevin Donnelly and we had Jordan Gross, some of our technical crew. And it was kind of nice not to be rushed out. Actually, we're down in Tampa and we had dinner and a glass of wine or whatever, hung out. So it was kind of nice to hang out and, and listen to Jordan and Kevin tell some funny Panther stories from back in their playing days and and get you know some thoughts from Mick. So it's been a nice nice way to round it out and what's been a not great season, but uh, it certainly uh, doesn't take away from what he's done. Jim Zoki here. You've you've got to do a couple Super Bowls. Mick got to do one, which is great. I mean, what a, what an honor for him to get yep. to call a Super Bowl in his career. So, uh, yeah, final broadcast, the actual final broadcast for Mick Mixon tonight on one hundred three seven WTIB at seven o'clock. All right, uh, Panthers today, and we're really going to get into uh, what needs to be done. We've kind of talked about it, but we we can now kind of sum it up. I was a little shocked to see. The uh, the thing that passed here at the top of the hour, just after the top of the hour, that they have re-signed P.J. Walker, does that mean it's over for Cam Newton? That does not correlate to Cam. It's a non-guaranteed contract, so it's a roster spot for now. Nothing okay. much is guaranteed. Obviously, he gets some money for that one-year deal, but it's not a, a guaranteed roster spot or some kind of big money uh, for P.J., so it's, it's kind of right. the best deal because – He's got a good situation with Coach Matt Rule and their their history together. The Cam thing more relates to the fact that Sam Darnold will be back. And I was actually at the press conferences in person today uh, with Coach Rule and Scott Fitterer, and they both were talking about we got to fix the line. It's hard to judge any quarterback before we do that, but they're, the quarterback that is under contract is Sam Darnold for about nineteen million dollars, and I don't think you can move that. So he'll be back. So I just you know looking at it, I think you know Darnold is the one that influences you know, the backup situations there. So um, PJ's here for now. They're definitely not going to bring back the same quarterback room. So they'll be drafting or free agenting it or whatever. But not only the offensive line, there'll be some other quarterback competition, I'm sure, being brought in. Jim Zoki with us here. Jim, do you think, uh, obviously, Rule's going to be back for a third year. So do you think that, uh, you know, the buy-in with Matt Rule, this, this is what I say, and I just want to get your thoughts on this. They need help along the offensive line. This is not a newsflash. In order to get that help, I think if they're, if Matt Rule is truly the franchise's guy, then you'll see moves to go get, sign free agent offensive linemen and maybe even try to make some kind of trade. I don't know what assets you really have at this point, as you discussed a second ago. If it's going to be done through the draft, in solely done through the draft, then that tells me that, that uh, it could be the end of Matt Rule's 
tenure with the Panthers at least uh, at some point or at the end of next season because that's more long-term. Is that a pretty fair observation on my part? Yeah, if you see that, that would be true. I don't think there's the patience for all of that, to be honest. This has been tough. Seven in a row, 12 out of 14. So I, I don't think you can ask the fan base to keep ponying up uh, for that. So I, I think you'll right. see a combination that will include free agents and trades and veteran players. They even referenced, you know, Stephon Gilmore. I have no idea if he'll be back. Uh, but the, the fact that he was able to mentor some of these younger players and help them become better, you need that on the roster. So I think there's this offensive line and, you know, some other positions, maybe middle linebacker, things like that. There's going to be some veteran moves that are going to be made to not only improve the team, but help that young talent, you know, beyond what coaching can bring to make it mature and, and to make it all work together. Ben made a good point when we were talking uh, either at the beginning of the show or off the air, a little bit of both. When you started to see maybe guys were were brought in or drafted to play the position they were supposed to play on the offensive line, it seemed to shore things up a little bit. Uh, has that been a problem too, just having to fill so many holes because of injuries and what, what have you? Yeah, I mean, that's certainly a big part of it. I mean, I, I, I keep referencing the obvious in these uh, interviews with other folks I've been doing today. Is they again did not have Christian McCaffrey this year? Basically, I mean, you just you get very little Christian McCaffrey, and you plan and build for two straight years under Matt Rule in his two years here. That McCaffrey's going to be a centerpiece of your offense. He's just not. He's you know five games a year out of sixteen or seventeen games. So that matters. Uh, the fact that the offensive line um, wasn't what it was supposed to be, but it wasn't big name talent. I mean, you know, uh, Taylor Moten was their biggest name, and he was around all year, so that was your best guy. Uh, but it wasn't like the guys they lost were like, you know, Pro Bowl guys on the offensive line. They need better offensive line players, and they need yeah. a healthy Christian McCaffrey, and that'll make any quarterback better if those two things happen. What do you think, uh, if somebody came to them with a legitimate McCaffrey offer, well, first of all, do you think anybody would come with a legitimate McCaffrey offer? I don't think you'll get good value in a trade because of the two-year injury history, because of the expense of his contract, so there's a risk with that. And the fact he's in the back half of that contract beginning next year. So I, I think that's a tough one. I think the better value is to just hope that you've got the, the good fortune of health uh, and you've got one of the best running backs in the league out there next year playing for you. And that's, again, what they indicated today. Of course, they're never going to come out and say anything contrary to that. But both Rule and Federer said they have no intention of trading McCaffrey, which is exactly what you expect they would say. But I don't think that you would get a first-round pick. I don't think you'd even probably even get a second-round pick. So – you might as well hang on to a guy that's one of the best players in the league when healthy and hope it just turns out that he plays most of the games. All right. I've just been softballing him up here, a little BP uh, for you. You now have to face the firing squad, if you will. Uh, and that is, uh, yeah, I'm bringing in the club. B baby Byram here for, uh, with Jim Zoki on the Patrick Johnson show. Jim, uh, the Panthers locked up the sixth overall pick in next year's draft for this upcoming draft. That's the highest draft pick since Cam Newton back in 2011 with the first overall pick. When you got the sixth overall pick, you got to get a generational talent who's going to be able to make an impact right away. What position do you see them going with, whether it's quarterback, left tackle, or something else? Which draft prospect do you specifically like? I know it's a little bit early. That kind of fits with this team. Yeah, I've not done the Mel Kuyper thing yet at all, so I am not prepared to name names. Uh, but I would say positionally left tackle makes a lot of sense. I don't know if, uh, based on analysis yet, if a quarterback like Kenny Pickett is a reach at six. He's a first-round talent. I just don't know if he's 
six, and then you roll the dice of trading back if you do and hope that he's there. And, and I don't really think it's a great quarterback crop altogether. But uh, you can't you cannot go wrong with uh, getting a stud left tackle. That would certainly help. Um, I, I tell you, I, I still think they, they think they got something in Sam Darnold, whether you like to hear that or not. And I think they they think if they could build an offensive line, get some pieces around him. If they, they still they kept using the words today, young, developing, all those things. So. I don't think they've, they've given up the ghost. They said that's why we picked up the second-year option. We viewed him as a starting quarterback. So that pick, though, cannot be, I don't think, on defense. I think it's got to be left tackle or if a picket or somebody is at that point viewed as being worthy of six, going in that direction. If it can only be, to me, one of those two positions, I think. So, Jim, this was kind of something that's been puzzling me that I've been hearing reported. Uh, I even heard like national TV broadcasts kind of guys reporting that the players are fully buying in on Matt Rule and his uh, plan he's got for the future here in the process. What exactly is the process? What have you seen in practice that has gotten these players to really buy in under Matt Rule? Uh, what exactly has been the positives? Well, this is hard to say a day after they gave up 41 points, but I think when they get J.C. Horn back and some other pieces, I think they feel like they've got a, a lot to like on the defensive side of the ball. So I think they feel like they've got half of that equation filled. And they know they need to be more stout in the middle of that defensive line. They're a little light, and teams are running up the middle, and they're not getting enough pressure up the middle. So they know they still need help uh, in the interior of the defensive line, probably middle linebacker, just the middle uh, of that front seven is where they need help. So I think that's part of what the process is, that the defense is better than it was. And then offensively, I think they feel like they know what the issues are. They know what all the things we're talking about. They know quarterback play, offensive line plays, not been good, but they know they got some good receivers in DJ Moore and in Robbie Anderson. And uh, obviously, when McCaffrey's out there, he adds to the receiving game as well. So the, the, I think what they're saying is they know, they're aware, they've identified what the issues are, and uh, they just need to throw players at it that makes sense and fit what they're doing. There's some key guys. Oh, oh go ahead, Patrick. Go ahead, though. No, go ahead, Ben. This the, I, I, yeah, this is the last I, one. I, I, all right, I got. I, I have a couple non-Panthers things. Okay. Well, a follow-up and then some non-Panthers things. But go ahead, Ben. I, I didn't mean to step on. No, you. you're okay. Um, I was going to ask about the upcoming Panthers on un, uh, unrestricted free agents. Here, you got Stephon Gilmore, guys like Cam Newton, Hassan Reddick, uh, just some key notable guys: Frankie Louvu, Ian Thomas, Jermaine Carter. What are these? What what kind of guys or what guys do you believe are kind of priorities when you're coming up here in free agency and negotiations? Guys that we have to bring back or get something going with. I think, you know, they'd like to do Reddick. I think they would like to get a long-term contract with Dante Jackson if they can. Again, it's like what fits the budget. Agents sometimes come up with these preposterous numbers. You just go, love the player, can't do it. And then somebody's got a bunch of cap space, and they will do it, and they'll overspend uh, to get a player because that's sometimes how you can get a player in Jacksonville in places like that is by overpaying them to come down there. So um, I think those would be two of the main priority ones. I, you mentioned Lubu, I think, in terms of just – Mid guys that are great values. Uh, I would love to see Frankie Louvu maybe even move into a starter's role in this defense. I think he's so underrated and a good special teams player. So guys like that would be the priority, I would think, is trying to get contracts like that. Then there's that year away situation with you, where you have to always look ahead, not just at the now. Is DJ Moore and Brian Burns will be up uh, the next year? So can you get something done in advance and not let them hit their free agency? So they also have to kind of budget with that eye of not only who's up right now, but who also is coming up for 2023. Zoke, how soon do you think they'll get an offensive coordinator uh, in the fold? 
you know, better sooner than later because there's going to be competition. And as uh, Matt Rule said today, these names you've been hearing, Adam Schefter and those kind of people put out, he said, I'm not putting those names out there. That's not coming from me. Uh, it doesn't mean that they're not among the list, he said. But he's got a lot of people he wants to talk to. And so I think if you want to get the one you want, there's going to be competition out there probably sooner than later. So uh, with teams that are out of the playoffs or guys that aren't working right now, it, it makes sense to get it done as quickly as possible. I don't know how long that'll take. It's tough to forecast, but I would think in the next couple of weeks they'd want to lock that down so they can get the, the most choices of guys that are available. And uh, you saw Tampa yesterday. They're the number two seed. What kind of kind of shot do you give them? You've seen them two out of the last three weeks, I guess. They're a little bit limping in to this thing. They're so good. They're 13-4. and four. They've won seven of eight. Uh, so we'll see how healthy will Leonard Fournette be. Will he actually be available for their first playoff game, or is he going to be you know, not near 100% if they force him out there early? Um, again, obviously no Antonio Brown to go with no Chris Godwin. You've lost two of your top receivers. And then yesterday, Cyril uh, Grayson got hurt, who's not a known player, but he came in and uh, had a big game against the Panthers two weeks ago. So they're a little bit thin at receiver. So they become a little more predictable come playoff time with, obviously, it's going to be Gronkowski. Um, you know, will they get Ronald Jones back at running back in addition to Fournette? Remains to be seen. And then defensively, they've been playing without Levante David and without Jason Pierre-Paul. So players like that are special. And uh, we'll see if they get the, most of those guys back, all those guys back. Then, then they've really got something going. But, man, you saw the, the battles in the NFC with Green Bay and you got the Rams, you got Tampa Bay. It's loaded. These, these NFC playoff games are going to be wars. All right, right now, who's going to the Super Bowl? Well, right now, nobody, of course, because we're not that far along. Right. But if you're asking right, my yeah. opinion, uh-huh. yes. <laughs> I think this is the year. I feel like, I don't know, there's something about, like him or not, Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. They got something going. I feel like the, the Rams have had their ups and downs. Some of the things I mentioned with the Buccaneers, I think, can be can be beaten. So I think Green Bay gets there this year. I was stunned when Tampa Bay beat them at Lambeau Field in the playoffs last year. AFC is completely up in the air. I think it's crazy just how wide open uh, that could be. But a healthy Derrick Henry, I think that combination yeah. of defense and a good running back, and they're that, that team that has shown you can win without an elite upper-tier quarterback because – of those other two things I mentioned, you got two really good running backs when Henry is healthy. Run the ball, play defense. Tannehill does just enough. Um, I think that, that it could be the Titans coming out of the AFC. The Titans give a team like us hope. <laughs> yeah, and there, there are teams that have done that in the past. I mean, there are teams that yeah. have done it without great quarterbacks. The Panthers did that. I mean, that was the Panthers, you know, Super Bowl uh, 38 team, and it was a, to some degree fire, obviously, with. Smitty and Mustin, but a lot of times it was Stephen Davis and Deshaun Foster were really the the core of what that offense was. Tremendous defense. Certainly the second year Panthers of '96 that uh, under Dom Capers was the NFC title game. That was the epitome of winning with defense and, and Kerry Collins at quarterback. So yeah, it, it can be done when you've got you've got to have one of the top two or three defenses though, and one of the top two or three running games to pull it off. Hey, Jim, thanks a lot. We'll catch up with you over the uh, next several weeks, and uh, hopefully we'll have a lot of positive things to talk about uh, when we talk to you again. Yep, it'll be fun seeing what they put together this offseason. Always always fun, guys, and we'll catch up next time. All right, thank you, Jim. There he goes, Jim Zoki. Uh, the Zoke man uh, will be uh, on tonight, 1037 WTIB. Uh, ben, do we, can we get a break here and then come back? Uh, 
can we do that? Let's let's do that here. So we kind of st- we we went way over with Jim, but uh, let's grab a break. We'll come back. Then I'll have an update. We'll have a pirate report. It's all ahead on the Patrick Johnson show. Woo! Run, run. The pitch. More of the Patrick Johnson show is coming up. That ball is gone. On your flagship home of pirate baseball. 94.3 The Game. Attention duck hunters. Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop just outside of Greenville is the premier shop for all your duck hunting supplies and is Eastern North Carolina's newest Benelli, Stoger, and Franchi shotgun dealer. Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop carries the most sought-after duck loads, such as Kent Fast Steel 2.0, Heavy Steel and Heavy Metal, Federal Black Cloud, Remington Nitro Steel and Hypersonic, Winchester Blindside and Royal Blue Steel, and Chokes by Pattern Master and Carlson. They also carry Green Headgear Decoys by Avery, Mojo Motorized Decoys, Decoy Weights and Cord, Avery Blinds and Real Grass. Greenville Marine has a great selection on banded waders, clothing and much more. Everything you need for a successful duck hunt is all under one roof. So why go anywhere else? Head to Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop just outside of Greenville on Marine Drive beside Greenville Marine. Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop is open Monday through Friday 8.30 to 5.30 and Saturday 8.30 to 12.30. Here's an update from Pair Custom Boats in Washington, North Carolina. The four models have been sold and transported as far north to Maine, all the way south to Miami, and they're even shipping one overseas 10,000 miles to Singapore in 2022. What sets Pair Marine apart from other boat manufacturers? Having customers able to walk the facility, walk through their boat bill with Brian and Paige to personally show where they want their rod holders placed, measure heights of tops, choose their color of upholstery, meet with the riggers for their custom placement of electronics, and take their first boat ride with Brian Pear to demonstrate all of their custom options. Pear also has some exciting news they're going to be announcing in the first quarter of 2022. Pear Marine would also like to thank everyone who's made 2021 such a success. Check out the website at pearmarine.com or call 252-717-7009. Stay tuned for the big announcement in 2022 and happy holidays from everyone at Pear Marine. Pirate basketball lives right here. Right here. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. It's a new year. Are you ready for a new career? An amazing company has selected Greenville to be the home of their nationwide contact center. Victra is the largest independent retailer for one of the nation's largest cellular providers. And Victra's Greenville contact center is growing rapidly. Victra is now hiring multiple positions for consumer sales, business-to-business sales, retail store support, customer care, and operations support. And they have fabulous benefits. They include incredible commission potential, paid face-to-face training. They got medical. They got dental, vision, paid time off, a 50% discount on your wireless bill, access to wages prior to payday, and 401k matching. Victor is now hiring both full and part-time, and the positions and top performers can earn as much as $28 an hour. Wow. All of their sales and service opportunities are inbound only. No outbound cold calls, no telemarketing, and you'll earn top dollar for every sale you make while you're working in a fun environment with the team of motivated professionals. Visit pit-jobs.com to apply. That's pit is in Pitt County, P-I-T-T, pit-jobs.com to apply now. 
And Victra today brings you our uh, Sports Flash update. Here's Ben. Thanks, Patrick. Let's take a look at what's happening around Pirate Nation, and we start with some military bowl-related news. As ECUAD John Gilbert revealed on his From the Helm blog that the AAC will cover ECU's expenses for the canceled bowl game. Meanwhile, another Pirate joined Tyler Sneed in declaring for the NFL Draft. Pirate cornerback Jaquan McMillan will be declaring for the draft. McMillan earned all AAC honors this past year while leading the nation and pass defended. And from Pirate basketball, they unfortunately fell to Temple on the road 78-75 thanks to a game winner by, let's just say, former Kinston resident, Temple guard Damian Dunn. He dropped 33 points in the win. Here's what Joe Dooley had to say about defending the game winner and losing to Temple. You know, we won a few like that. That, that one came up on the wrong end. But it, was, it was our own fault. I mean, we we give up. You know, we turned it over three times in the first half, uh, which was terrific. In the second half, we turned it over nine times, which resulted in 15 points for them. And we had a stretch where our shot selection went a little bit awry in with our turnovers. And that's where they, they took control. Like guys did a great job of fighting back and getting, you know, we could have easily lost the game earlier than that a couple times also. We were down five, fought back. Tremont was unbelievable in some stretches with what he did with some steals and some deflections. And, uh, you know, it all came down to one play. And, and Damon made an, un- you know, terrific shot. He controlled the game the entire night. Tristan Newton was announced as the AAC's weekly honor roll for the fourth time this season after averaging 20 points a game against Temple and Tulane. From college football national championship game tonight, an SEC showdown between the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Georgia Bulldogs. That all kicks off tonight at 8. The current odds have the Bulldogs favored by three points with the over-under at 51.5. From the NFL, reports indicate within the Panthers that the talks of trading Christian McCaffrey are not as serious as initially reported and that they will not trade the former All-Pro running back. The Panthers have also signed quarterback P.J. Walker to a small one-year deal, and they are currently interviewing Houston quarterback coach Pep Hamilton, Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell, Bama offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien, and former Washington football team head coach Jay Gruden for the vacant offensive coordinator position. Meanwhile, chaos throughout the league, a couple of coaches no longer. Miami made the controversial decision to fire head coach Brian Flores after three seasons. The Vikings fired GM Chris Spielman and head coach Mike Zimmer. The Bears have fired head coach Matt Nagy. The Broncos have fired head coach Vic Fangio. And Giants GM Dave Gettleman has announced his retirement from the NFL. Wrapping up from some local high school hoops, Farmville Central has announced that they will hold their MLK Invitational on January 17th. Cape Fear Christian will take on Raleigh Christian at 11. Riverside Martin will battle Betting Field that day at 12.30. Washington matches up against Greenfield at 2. Green Central versus Heritage at 3.30. New Hanover Hanover versus Word of God at 5. And the main event, Farmville Central battles first flight at 6.30, a full day of basketball. It it all comes your way the 17th of January at Farmville Central. That's going to do it for your 94 through the game sports update. I'm Ben Byron. More from the P-Man to wrap it up after this quick timeout. Patrick Johnson on the way home. The best sports talk lineup in the Pirate Nation is heard right here. All right, let's go. 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. Woo-hoo! More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. 
Atavola in Greenville is your local marketplace. Atavola offers diverse menu selections, casual lunches, and family meals ready to go. At Atavola, they specialize in the creative use of fresh ingredients, seasonal menu selections, and fun culinary creations from the kitchen that will satisfy even the pickiest taste buds. Treat yourself to lunch or dinner today at Atavola, and make sure to join them the second Wednesday of every month for their free wine tastings. Atavola Red Banks Road in Greenville. You could set an alert on your phone to remind you about a doctor's visit. But the most effective reminders are a bit more personal. Mom, don't forget to schedule your mammogram. We love you. Honey, please, schedule that colonoscopy. We need you around here, all right? It's time to put your health first and schedule important annual screenings like mammograms and colonoscopies with Vitant Health. COVID-19 protocols are in place, and it's as safe as ever to partner with us to improve your health and well-being. Schedule your appointment today. Learn more at VitantHealth.com slash Reminder. Skilled trade workers are the backbone of every community and also the Army National Guard. Soldiers trained to keep the power flowing, engines running, and in every other trade needed to accomplish the mission. These soldiers are on the fast track to learning skills that can set them up for success at home with companies looking to hire the best. Their resumes are being built through their paid training and part-time service. Find out how you too can learn a trade profession by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the North Carolina Army National Guard. Aired by the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters and this station. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Is that the sound of an ooey-gooey, cheesy, crunchy slice of P-I-Z-Z-A? <laughs> Obviously. But as good as that sounds, we think it can get even better. Oh, yeah. That's the sound of a freshly opened, fizz-filled Pepsi. The only thing that can take this flavor medley of crunchy dough, mouth-watering cheese, and savory sauce to the next level. How about another bite? Pepsi and pizza sound like a match made in heaven and taste even better. Pizza, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. All right. Uh, ben mentioned Jaquan McMillan. I meant to mention that in the uh, beginning. We got word on that, I guess, late Friday that that could be a possibility. And I actually thought it would be this week, but uh, he did it on Saturday. And then Javion uh, Beast Freshwater transferring to Elizabeth City State. He's going back home. He is. Uh, well, look, I'm, I don't know what went into the decision. I, I think if he plays to his potential and gets in shape, he'll dominate the CIAA. Yeah, I think so for sure, I, without a doubt. I just I just didn't – he just couldn't get in shape here, and I, I, yeah. and I don't get it, but – he looked great in the photos I saw of him, you know, when he put it out there. Yeah, there, there's know, something we'll else see. to it we just don't know about, it seems like. Well, and it's not, you know, not every situation's going to work out. Yeah. yeah you know, Saban was, Saban was uh, gro- moaning and groaning about the portal. You know, uh, the, the one side of this is you got kids making these decisions when they're 17, 18 years old, right? Yeah. And, I mean, 
you know, when they're 21 or 20, 21, 22, they may look at it as this not worked out like I thought it would. Yeah. I mean, and I literally if you got was extra in high time with the COVID the year. Yeah. So, look, not every. And, and so, I mean, I, I think it's blanket easy to say, well, so and so soft, and that's why they've. No. It, it, just not every. Yeah, those, those situations do occur. Guys just aren't good enough to play at a certain level, but. I I thought he would have seen the field by now, and I, and I think he had opportunities. He just didn't seize them. So I hope whatever the reset is, it works out for him. Uh, Pirate basketball lost a heartbreaker to a parent uh, to a parent pirate in waiting, Damian Dunn. If you ask Twitter, um, this is yeah yeah ask Twitter. Uh, this is Joe Dooley on uh, defending the game winner, and uh, it just didn't work out. Well, we put Trey on him because Trey has the best hands. You know, we, 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 we talked about it. We thought they were going to ball screen, which they did advance. a nice job on the ball screen. Trey got back out in front of it, and he just stepped back, used his height, and, you know, shot a tough shot. And we told him not, you know, obviously don't want to foul in that situation, which we didn't. But, uh, you know, it was disappointing. I thought that that, wasn't, that shot wasn't what beat us. I mean, what beat us was the stretches where we didn't hedge a ball screen, which we know how to do when we got to get that tightened up and, um, and, and, and you know, not turning the ball over in untimely times, you know, value in possession. Uh, I think the 15 points in the second half of our turnovers were the difference. Tremont Robinson White's play, Joe Dooley on that. Well, I mean, he was he he, he turned the game back around for us. I mean, I, I, we were trying to figure, you know, we couldn't play too small because they're so big, and uh, you know, we did have some mismatch problems defensively when, when we had Zoe out there, so we had a flip. We, I thought he was an advantage offensively. I thought defensively we had some problems on, on ball screens and some things, but uh, I thought he did a great job. You know, the rebound where he got fouled and she hit the free throws, the, the turn, you know, the, the running out in transition and dunking the ball, and then just some plays that he made late you know, were, were terrific. I mean, he, he, he saved us. And this is Dooley, who was frustrated in the team's shot selection. I mean, that was part of the problem. We made decisions where, you know, you're, you know, when there's guys around, you throw it to the next open guy. And I thought when we did a good job of we didn't force a shot, it seemed like we got a layup or a backdoor cut uh, every single time. Guys kept cutting. But we've, we've got to get it where, you know, because you have the ball doesn't mean you have to shoot it. And despite uh, Temple not shooting threes well on Saturday, uh, Coach Dooley said they made the threes when they mattered. Well, obviously the last one, but you know, Damian hit, hit, got off to a stretch, and then the kid Hicks can really, really shoot. I know he, he that the one he hit, you know, was you know, got them on a little bit of a roll, and uh, we had some stretches where we've got to, you know, we, we've got to wrap those deals up. Uh, and then um, this is a Coach wanting his teams to make the easy play instead of forcing plays. He kind of alluded to that a moment ago. We talk about it all the time: easy plays win games. And the easy plays are not trying to thread the needle. We don't have Aaron Rodgers. We, we need, you know, easy plays. Don't try to make the great play. Make the simple play. A bunch of simple plays is a great play. And uh, he talked about uh, the way that his team rallied to tie the game up and down five with uh, two and a half minutes left, the resiliency the Pirates showed. We did a good job changing our body language coming out of the timeout, and, and I, I thought the guys did a nice job. Now, it also helps when you get some stops in an easy basket. Uh, to, to get it, but I mean, we, we've got to uh, get back. We've got we've got to win those games, and that's that's what's disappointing. We've got to find a way to win that game, and uh, we, we will. I mean, I think the guys, like you said, did battle back, but that that's got that game. The way we shot the ball has got on the road's got to be a win. All right, a uh, couple more here from Joe Dooley before you run out of time. 
Uh, don't forget Dooley show coming up top of the hour. Dooley on the turnovers. Turnovers. Okay. It goes back to what we talked about. I, I, I tried to explain to our guys, guys, if you turn it over, you know, it's a, if you shoot a bad shot, it's the same as a turnover. If we take, if you don't turn it over, you got a 50% chance of off scoring. So of those turnover points, if you cut that in half, you win the game. And that's that's the this thing we got to do, especially on the road. And they're, they're aggressive. Their defensive numbers are very sound, as we know. But we 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 can't turn it over and lead lead the points for them. You know, it was interesting. Uh, Pirates took really good care of the ball in the first half and didn't so much in the second. And then uh, Tristan Newton, as we mentioned, just eight points. They did a really good job of doubling Tristan. They were real aggressive with him defensively. And, uh, you know, we've seen it a lot of times. A guy goes for a career high and then maybe struggles the next time out. This is Dooley on Newton. Yeah, they did, which is that's going to happen. He's, he's, he's going to see it the whole year. I mean, he had some, still had some great. He had nine assists, one turnover, that hook pass. He threw it to the left corner on the left-handed pitch pass was, you know, about as good as you can do. And I thought he made some good passes, but uh, they're going to mark him. And, you know, he's, he's, they're going to send multiple defenders at him. Uh, he's got to recognize that, which he does and will, and, and throw it out of there and sometimes play back behind him and as opposed to in front of him. More from Joe Dooley, top of the hour after the break. Joe Dooley show, not at Logan's tonight, brought to you by Logan's. I believe they'll be back at uh, Minji's or they'll be at a uh, remote location. All right, uh, big thanks to Jim Zoki today. Don't forget to vote on our Twitter poll at 943 The Game. Right now, Georgia leading in the polling there. Who you got? Bama, Georgia. For Ben Byron, Patrick Johnson, catch you tomorrow. Tony Schiavone of AEW, former WCW announcer, will be on the show with us tomorrow. AEW in Raleigh. Wednesday night. Repairs done in your apartment should never come with strings attached, like being harassed and constantly pressured for sexual favors. My leaky faucet turned into the maintenance man asking, when are we going to get to know each other better? I needed my air conditioner fixed, but my building manager repeatedly kept coming into my apartment unannounced and without permission. My landlord told me my rent would be free if I gave him something in exchange. Sexual harassment by anyone associated with your housing isn't just wrong, it's against the law. The Fair Housing Act protects you from harassment, including someone making unwelcome sexual advances or refusing to make repairs because you deny sexual favors. If this happens to you, you can stop it by filing a complaint with HUD. So I called HUD and filed a complaint against my building manager. No strings attached. Fair Housing. The law is on your side. To learn more, visit HUD.gov slash fair housing. That's HUD.gov slash fair housing. If you fear for your safety, call 911. A public service message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. When it comes to making plans, you are the best. What about those round trips, which are perfect on your way there and perfect on your way back? Or those meetings with friends, surprise parties, camps, birthdays. The same way you plan for the important moments, start planning to protect you and your loved ones from a natural disaster. Sign up for local weather and emergency alerts. Prepare an emergency kit and make a family communications plan. Get started at ready.gov plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad